You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, guys. We oh, are hello. live. Oh, hello. Did I was just going to tell them, like, Echo Lands was formatted like those v- weird calendars that you get, like, thrown on your lawn from, like, random lawyers <laughs> in your area. Like, that's what it was formatted like. And I was if just random like, lawyers were throwing comic books on my lawn, I would be a much, much happier person. <laughs> yeah, I It's agree. not formatted like the same Hi, size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who knows? But we've got a show to get on the road. Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. I'm Paul. And welcome to the Comics Hall. It's New Comic Book Day. It is Wednesday. It is September 1st. So all of the stars have aligned and we have got a fantastic show for you. You guys, we also have our fantabulous moderator, Alex, here. He will be making sure all of the pictures show up on our beautiful, beautiful screen so you guys can see some cool covers we've pulled for you. Uh, We've also got the chats going. He'll be kind of keeping an eye on that, making sure the show stays on the proverbial rails. But I think we got to readjust pick up the train car put it back on oh, the rails to start with the one keeping us on track yes good <laughs> luck yeah good luck everyone yes uh our our super producer uh rob he is currently uh without power on the east coast so we wish him well hope he's okay if you are also out there we wish you well but he's still got space okay. mind soul reality yeah, and uh, by one second amy <laughs> One damn second. Because we um, share a brain cell. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I'm going to pop off. I'm gonna, oh, here we go. Lauren Ashley's Real says, Alex is here. The stream is doomed. Okay. I-5, because Alex doesn't know what a 5 or an S is. Well, I don't know anything. I'm going to pop off screen. Watch this, everyone. Bye, Alex. Wait, wait hold on. I, hold on. I'm not ready. Now do ready? it. Ready? Oh, just how <laughs> we planned it. He's like, Mr. Stark, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready for you to go. Um, so, All right. Well, I'm ready to talk about some comic book news that we mm-hmm. just had happen before we look ahead at the entire month of September. Because if you guys remember, this is actually this is actually technically only our second show in the new format. We did have yes. the Comics Hall Takeover earlier mm-hmm. in August. But uh, this is our once a month overall comics hall show uh we will have some more special episodes in the future tied to different sideshow events but for this month this is your one and only september show so you better be paying attention i sure hope so take some notes um and before we get into the news because not only do me and amy have a ton of books that we think should be on your radar today because some of these books that we're going to talk about for week one came out today because amy there's five weeks there's five <laughs> that's five right this new is comic five, book days this is a five wednesday month so we're inside it doesn't happen very often it's like uh, <laughs> it's like me stopping completely at a stop sign or Haley's comment it only happens once every 280 years i don't know if that's right about Haley's comment <laughs> <laughs> i sound like not only a terrible driver but an idiot so that's fun i've rounded out the show um but hey before we get started with all that we still do have today we are celebrating the first day back at hogwarts it is our harry potter light day it's one of our micro events put on by uh super uh i was a super producer and moderator alex uh heading up the event if you look with his his wand which i think was just one of his paintbrushes because he's a very very good artist alex will show us some of his art 
I was just going to put you on the spot. That's I have it in here from the studio that that is not correct, Paul. <laughs> oh, not correct. Already lined. Uh, this is fun. Amy, you have a Harry Potter shirt on today. I do. This is the Hollyhead Harpies, my favorite professional Quidditch team. And a fun fact about me that you may not know is I played collegiate Quidditch sure at university. <laughs> I was a chaser. Yes, please laugh. That was my Sur- last name. Surprising no one. And actually, um, totally derailing here, but... Uh, I don't know if you guys know how college Quidditch is played, but the snitch uh, is a person. The snitch has is a a runner with there's like a certified length that the tail on the shorts there's like a velcro with the tennis ball that is the snitch certified length. So I'm part of a game that caused the rules for all of college players to change because originally the snitch could go like anywhere. Right. where the field was, and we played at UCLA. And this guy was a track star. He ran down Bruin Walk. It took us 45 minutes to find him. Mm-hmm. So then they changed the rules that the snitch couldn't actually leave like the parameter of the athletic grounds for whatever mm-hmm. uh, game you were playing. Yeah, because that guy, that guy sent us through the UCLA campus for 45 minutes. Anyways, that's my Twitter <laughs> story. <laughs> and uh, Lauren Ashley Zarillo says, and Amy Holt Strong as group favorite thank you yes um oh uh really quick i know this is not usually the show for this we do have a lot to get to uh renato Contreras says why is there no chat on the web we've kind of changed how that works now we're working with a company called i advise the chat is still there you'll see it on the bottom left it is a really awesome function that we have now where uh sometimes you know depending on the question and the prompt you will uh, head over to some of our sideshow experts or if it is a cs based question to our cs team so the chat is still there it's just changed slightly so uh it is there and if it's not there, you don't see either one of those um, call in, ask some questions, or maybe update your your browser. So anyways, we've got to move to the news and, and everything. We have a lot to get to, Amy. All right. So first up, uh, you guys have seen those awesome Marvel movie timelines. Well, they mm-hmm. just released one for their tentpole comics for the rest of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 for their for their comic lineup. So we got to see the uh, a look at the next, I think, eight events uh, that are going to be coming to Marvel Comics, starting with Devil's Reign. If you guys are subscribers to the Chip Zdarsky newsletter, you know that uh, he was he was being very coy about why uh, the numbering for Daredevil was coming up very strangely. Um, but we've got Daredevil from Zdarsky and uh, Chiquetto, Marco Chiquetto or Chiquetto, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Avengers Forever. No, not that one, a new one from Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter. Uh, we've got Marvel Timeless, which is a Kang event from Jed McKay, Kev Walker, Joe Bennett, and Mark Bagley. Then in the style of Hawkspox, we've got the X Lives and X Deaths, or 10 Lives, 10 Deaths of mm-hmm. Wolverine. This will be a two part series, uh, or, or at least two book series. Uh, from Benjamin Percy, Joshua Cassara, Federico Vincentini. Uh, then up next, we're going to have She-Hulk from Rainbow Rowell, who's currently rapping on The Runaways, and Rohe Antonio. Uh, and that'll get Jennifer Walters back to her roots after whatever's going on right now in uh, World War She-Hulk. Uh, and then we've got the Fantastic Four Reckoning War from Dan Slott, Carlos Pacheco, and Rachel Stott. And then Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. But all of the information on that one is completely classified. I love um, that. Now I've said that these are events. These are also these are not all going to be crossover events. I think that the way that Marvel Timeless was, um, because it was kind of seated in the center of their graphic, that may be more of a crossover event like Empire, like War of the Realms mm-hmm. that we've had. But all of these, they're going to be events 
Um, most of them are going to be contained within their own series. I don't think these are yeah. going to be line-wide publishing things, but these are kind of the big stories that are popping up uh, over the next couple of months from Marvel Comics. And if I may, if you if you were ever uh, wondering out there why us in marketing and anyone else out there marketing lays out things very clearly and over gives information, just go on Marvel's Instagram and on one of these posts and just see everyone saying like this better have Hugh Jackman in it or I'm not watching. And they're like, this is very definitively comics, but people just absolutely lose in their minds saying like, is this the name of the next Avengers movie? And it's like, these are comics. These um, are comic books. <laughs> and I was so much more excited like for the comic book news because I'm like, I feel like we always have the MCU news, but it was just so funny to me because – Marvel, that format for them works, that timeline that they did. Yeah. Um, and it's really just visually exciting. But for them to do that with the comics, like, I think it was it was appropriate. And it was awesome. But, man, did it cause a stir for about a full <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah. No, and like you said, a lot of the a lot of the news coming out of Marvel is, of course, those big, like, long-term looks at the, the films. But it's great mm -hmm. to have a long-term look at the, the series that are coming up so you yeah. can kind of know, you can kind of plan. We're going to have She-Hulk hitting around the time that the show probably is getting ready to to debut um so this is a great look ahead so you guys can plan and you're not just um kind of sprung surprised with with random events popping up over the mm -hmm. the whole timeline so i'm i'm pretty excited about this definitely <laughs> uh, definitely going to be reading uh, uh, quite a few of these and I if was, uh, i was gonna say yeah um, if avengers forever gets to have fun like heroes reborn did which mm -hmm. i think it is going to because the solicit talks about Tony Stark, the archaeologist, also known as the Invincible Ant-Man. So I'm like, all right, I'm there. Uh, but this is going to be like ult alternate universe Avengers, like the last couple of I, Avengers I, Forever events we've had. Yeah, I think within a couple of hours of it coming out, me and Amy were already talking about what we're probably reading or not reading. Amy, right now you can read one of these. You can read the entire series. Which one are you like opening? Devil's Reign. Right I got to know nice. what's going on. Devil's Reign. That, that would be my pick as well. Right next to probably Timeless because like I love Jed McKay. So I, but like, yeah, Devil's Reign as well. Cause I just, that whole team in that big event and it's, and it's going to include quite a few of uh, your, you know, f fan favorite Avengers and other people, but moving over from the Marvel universe to the DC universe, of course, we have DC Fandom is coming very, very soon. So DC Entertainment Streaming Fan Event returns on October 16th. That is the second, third Saturday? Third Saturday in October? Maybe the second. Um, but in the announced schedule, Warner Brothers Pictures promises a new trailer for The Batman, along with glimpses of other 2022 releases like Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman 2, a.k.a. Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom, along with the DC movies. The lineup promises new looks at upcoming comics, games and animated projects and i am so excited i, I just saw some casting news for the injustice oh, animated man. feature justin yeah. hartley as superman i'm like he's he's my like mm -hmm. distant fan cast for like i want him to be a hawkeye but like i i'm here for it i'm here for an injustice animated feature they they really put out with those animated yeah. uh movies it's it's very impressive yeah, I mean, DC Fandom is is great. And one of the things I like that they're pretty, being pretty upfront with this year is how to physically, like to, like day of, how to actually watch everything. So you can, of course, I believe, just go to dcfandom.com and you can watch it there. They just released their merch today for it as well. Uh, I There's a very particular, like, chibi Batman DC Fandom thing that I want uh, quite a bit. But um, you can also watch it there. But they will also this year be simultaneously streaming on Periscope, Twitch, and YouTube. 
So uh, unfortunately, I think they heard the cries of everyone. Last year, what ended up happening is people were just streaming it from the website onto YouTube. And this year, they're just going to do it themselves. So uh, I think that's a great idea. I will be watching it on YouTube. Personally, they're um, – the website itself got so many people on it that it was just really slow. So I like that they're just going to do panels and just let everyone enjoy it. Um, and before we move on to the next one, uh, Dan, I see your comments on Facebook. This isn't going to be the place for us to answer any questions about anything CS related. Please reach out to our customer service team if you have anything that you'd like to know about um, any of our figures. So, um, all right, we've got one more piece of news. I'm going to let you yes. tackle this one. I know you're excited about it. Well, it, was, it was funny because we had this item on the list for last week's news, but we did today just get a brand new smoking hot drop of uh, Midnight Suns gameplay footage. So following the game announcement last week, Marvel has revealed a first gameplay look at Midnight Suns with a mm -hmm. U based on the Midnight Suns with an O team from their comic books, uh, tackling the more supernatural side of Marvel. The gameplay looks to combine the tactics of XCOM with a card-based combat system, and the cards on the game uh, loadout will live in place of XCOM's ability hotkeys. Um, lots of cool stuff going on there. You guys can see Magic doing some of her moves. we got some blade cards featured as well. Um, and the team also confirmed... So for you gamers who are concerned, and, and we actually had, I, I forget who it was, but uh, we had some discussions in the local Comic Society Facebook group about microtransaction. Yeah. The team clarified there will be no loot boxes or microtransaction for cards as a gameplay element, only cosmetic costumes for purchase that will in no way whatsoever impact the gameplay or balance of Midnight Suns. So those nice. will be purely cosmetic elements just for funsies. Um, but there are no loot boxes and no microtransactions for actual gameplay elements like the cards. And 2K Games says uh, that, or the, the publisher, 2K Games, plans to bring Marvel's Midnight Suns to Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, uh, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X in March 2022. And I can't decide which one I want to get it for because I, I have a PlayStation, I have a Switch, and I have a PC. I'm kind of thinking the PlayStation because that seems like a nice uh, big loadout, but we'll have to see how it yeah. displays graphically. But I'm very excited about that one. I, um, I can't say I've ever played like a card-based game like this. So I'm not super familiar with them either. However, the new Back for Blood uh, beta test and alpha test, when they okay. did all of that, that's a card-based system. So it's it's you versus the computer that can play its own advantages and, and it'll be like oh this is how so it's like i, I don't know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it i'm mm -hmm. i'm not very versed in xcom either so um for those of you who have played that i'm very interesting uh, interested to see how you react to the uh kind of melding of the roguelite card system uh with the xcom uh strategy formula but i'm very excited about that yeah i mean if if any of you guys have any um recommendations of how we could learn more about this card-based system side.show forward slash urlcs drop it in the group we'll take a look at it tag me and amy i'd, I'd really like to know like i don't really know how it's going to work again i'm not familiar with the card-based video game system unless it's like the poker that you play in red dead redemption 2 that's about, that's <laughs> or, about it or gwent <laughs> or gwent yeah not quite but uh yeah time will tell it's i mean march 2022 is uh not that far away it's september now which has given me a nice uh little wake-up call about the 
how fast time moves. Time is an illusion. And speaking of how fast time moves, we've got five weeks of comic books to get through. So we're going to jump right into our pulling ahead segment. Now, you guys may remember this from our old versions of shows, uh, but this is our kind of new formula because we are a once a month show. We want to serve as your previews magazine, your last call for pre-ordering anything, making sure that you let your local comic store know what you want to see this month. We're going to start with today and some of the biggest releases. If you didn't pick them up already today, there's still time to go check them out this week before they sell out. Uh, but uh, additionally, we've got uh, stuff for the rest of the month. Paul and I will each feature one title that we are extremely looking forward to. Plus, we'll mention some of the other big releases, but we're not going to be able to physically cover every single release for this month. So just bear with us as we do our best. Paul, do you want to take us away with the first week, September 1st? What have we got? Wait, did I, did I get it right there? Um, so wait, before we do that, Amy, we've got a birthday. Happy do birthday, we? Chuck Lopez. It's Chuck his Lopez? birthday today. Look at him. Happy birthday. I, I, love, I love his little avatar there. He's given um, a, a good old smooch. Is that William <laughs> Shatner I see <laughs> that he's given a smooch to? Um, happy birthday, Chuck. All right. So Happy we, new comic birthday, NCBD. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's, that, that's it. Yeah. Um, so okay. everybody published new comics just for you. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. You're welcome. Um, all right. So up first we have dark ages. Oh, we've got it there too, but I'm, I'm holding it now. I haven't read it yet. Uh, so <laughs> this of course is by the incredible team. This is Tom Taylor, Iman Coleo, who is one of the, um, he's on, Oh, oh what's uh, Stormbreakers? He's in their Stormbreakers program. Isn't he like a, mm-hmm. one of the artists to watch? Uh, so of course, Tom Taylor writing it, uh, Ivan Coleo, uh, on art, Brian Reber on colors and Joe Sabino on letters. Um, this is of course another world building moment for Tom Taylor. I mean, he does it expertly. I think, I mean, he's one of the best people of taking uh, a, a property or something like, uh, you know, the Marvel universe that we know and sort of turning it on his head, turning, it doesn't necessarily always mean like a darker version of things, but it is, he he builds like these micro universes or these alternate universes where our heroes are much different. And I don't believe this is like 616 canon. Again, I haven't read it yet and I don't know on purpose. I don't know too much about it because I didn't want to really sort of oversaturate my brain before I get into it. But uh, it is solicited as this is what the watcher has been wa- uh, watching for a danger older than the earth threatens everything. For once the heroes who have saved the planet so many times are almost powerless in the face of it. X-Men Avengers assemble spider people, fantastic four come together heroes for hire fight alongside champions. None of it will be enough. The lights are about to go out. The world outside your window is about to end. Um, I, I love it. I'm super excited for it. I love I've read almost everything Tom Taylor has done. And again, if you are unfamiliar, Tom Taylor is the writer who brought you um, Injustice. He brought you Deceased um, and so many other uh, other books. But I, I mean, I'm really excited for this. And this is a book that you can go get now. Yeah, and I loved the that marketing campaign that they did leading up to this with all those individual character portraits that were like, who were you when the lights went out? Or where were you when the lights went out? And all those kind of really cool questions. So it'll be fun to see how this one uh, stacks up once all is said and done with uh, the other recent kind of Marvel events. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, Curry Katsu on Twitch says, Dark Ages was 
intense. I'm probably going to trade weight, but the first issue was bonkers. I bet, man. Tom Taylor usually comes out of the gate swinging. So, um, yeah, Dark Ages is number one out now. I believe this is a limited series. Is it limited to six? I think it's I about six issues. I think it's six. I'm not sure if it's a – he usually stri- uh, is a, a, a mini series, which is six, or a maxi, which is 12. I think this is a mini. So it's only a six-issue commitment. For a completely self-contained story, as far as we know. But Amy's got a good one, too, that I think you guys should all be aware of. All right. And as was posted by uh, user Tenchi Masaki earlier in the week in your local comic society, this is sold out at the distributor level, which uh, mm-hmm. means that your store can't order anymore. The print run is all sold out from Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, so you want to grab this if you see it on the shelves, if you are at all interested. We've got Red Sonia number one, written by Mirka Andolfo. Now, she is not doing the artwork for this series, but there is a Mirka Andolfo cover. Um, she is working on this with co-writer Luca Blanchino, Artist Giuseppe Cafaro, uh, colorist Chiara De Francia, and letterer Hassan Otsman Alo. Uh, and this is a brand new start for uh, everybody's favorite She Devil with a Sword. This is a new ongoing series, um, so there is no determined end date from it. Again, from Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, and this starts, uh, the story starts with a village on fire, and the only survivor of this incident is a child with mysterious tattoos, a very strange. Uh, young child and so of course Red Sonia takes it upon herself to one find out what's going on uh, in and what destroyed this village but also find out a little bit more about this mysterious child I mean in the tradition of course of things like the Mandalorian and the last of us like who doesn't love a grizzled badass hanging out with a mysterious little child uh, so this is a, a new jumping on point for Red Sonia if you are a Mirka Andalfo fan um, yeah. she is such a fabulous writer and I know that everybody really focuses on the artwork and you can also see her artwork in Sweet Paprika number two this week. But mm-hmm. um, as a writer, uh, she really does shine as well. And I really got to see that with the the Buffy the Vampire Slayer tea time. I really enjoyed that kind of take where someone else is doing the artwork because Mirka's work still stands up uh, even without her her artwork on there. So if you are a Red Sonia fan, I think this is a must. There's a lot of really great covers. I think the other cover cover is uh, Jay Anacleto. So if you are a fan of that, um, this is this is a, a new debut, and I love that every so often we get to see new creative teams jumping on. I mean, we had Gail Simone, and we've had, uh, I think, um, not Mariko Tamaki, just uh, all the different all the different teams yeah. that get to. Uh, oh, uh, Marguerite Bennett, I think that was the oh, name I was okay. looking for. Marguerite Bennett uh, and people jumping on the legacy of Red Sonia, and so this is going to be another fantastic mm-hmm. adventure. So that is out this week if you are interested. And again, like I said, sold out at the distributor level, which doesn't mean your store doesn't have any copies, but what your store has nice. is what uh, they they can get. Um, Tenchi yeah. Misaki says, if I remember correctly, there are nine covers, most likely because Dynamite Entertainment does a million bazillion covers. Okay. Um, I think I think the Jay Anacleto and, and Mirka are the like A and B covers. But yeah, this is, if you're a variant fiend, go wild, find what you can, uh, and be sure to check out this new debut. Now, there are a couple other books that we wanted to call out that are coming in this week. Tons of fabulous stuff. And I mean, even I think after this show later this week, Paul and I will post our own pull lists from this week. But in terms mm-hmm. of number ones, you don't want to miss. We've got a couple other ones. Yeah. So up first, we've got Batman Fear State Alpha. This is sort of the culmination of a lot of stuff that James Tynan the fourth is doing. Uh, it I haven't I haven't read it, but it definitely feels um, this is a book that, again, that came out today. So it definitely feels like 
he's he's rounding third base coming home because he is uh, getting ready to depart. And Joshua Williamson will be jumping on to Batman uh, as soon as issue 118. Uh, you can that came out. You can see the new creative team on that. I don't remember who the artist is right now off the top of my head, but I know that Jorge Jimenez is staying on Batman for interiors every once in a while. It might just be for the Ghostmaker stories that are in the back. Uh, but yeah, Batman Fear State Alpha is the start of a um, sort of a line-wide event. It is the Fear State event that sort of takes place um, within the Batman universe across the the multiple books and plays a little bit off Future State, but it it you're going to need to at least read the last like six issues of Batman to really appreciate it. But it is out and it is sort of, uh, you know, uh, James Tynan's walk, uh, you know, his strut there because he is he's <laughs> wrapping up a pretty great run on Batman. Yeah. And remember, these DC titles technically come out on the Tuesdays of their respective weeks, but just mm -hmm. for the royal comic book collecting, we're talking about Wednesdays. Um, there's also the Batman Superman annual. There's a lot of DC annuals coming out this month, so you'll want to keep an eye on those. We've got lots of lots of characters getting their own features. And then we've got the next in the Peach Momoko series from Marvel. We've got Demon Day's Cursed Web, uh, which I believe on the cover I've seen features like Sabretooth and I think uh, Ghost Spider, um, but another yeah. installment in the bi-monthly, which is every two months, not every twice, not twice a month, every two months. Um, Demon Days series, just a beautiful, beautiful uh, take on Marvel in feudal Japan, which they seem to cross over quite often with. I mean, with all the different Wolverine samurai stories and all this stuff. Um, but just really, really cool. I'm looking forward to diving into this one because I love the lore that she's building as well. Mm -hmm. So that does it for September 1st. I know that there are tons of great books. Some of you guys have been shouting out all the awesome stories that you picked up this week uh, in the in the chat. So please keep doing that. We will also post our polls uh, in the local comic society. But up next, we've got week two, uh, which will be September 8th. And uh, we've got a couple of independent debuts we wanted to feature for you. Yes. Um, Paul, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Ah, you can take it. All right, I will take this next one. The next one I'm very excited about is Dead Box from Vault yes. Comics. This is written by Mark Russell with art by Ben Tiesma, colors by Vladimir Popov, and letters by Jim Campbell. Now, Dead Box is about a small town called Lost Turkey, and the only source of entertainment in this little backwoods uh, village is a cursed red box movie rental machine that has <laughs> horrifying movies that no one's ever heard of that are a little close to home for the residents of lost turkey and they find uh parts of their own lives are kind of warped and twisted on the screen uh and it's going to be fun they've promised that in uh successive issues each one's going to take a different theme um the opening issue has a bit of a sci-fi bent to it but they've said there's going to be a superhero story style one there's going to be a pixar style uh kind of cute animation one so this is going to be really fun this is a another great horror installment from vault comics if you guys are interested um i've read a preview of this and it's going to be a really fun and very very um very somewhat cool like philosophical but also like deeply uh like psychological uh series going on there just i think another great debut from vault so if you guys and there's a couple of horror releases from vault this mm -hmm. month so you guys are going to want to check out dead box number one which releases next week on september 8th also, while you're there, don't forget to pick up May's book number one. This is by Jeff Lemire. When I say by Jeff Lemire, I mean the entire thing is done by Jeff Lemire. Uh, written 
the interiors and completely colored by Jeff Lemire. I mean, I'm very, very stoked for this book. Uh, it's about a lonely building inspector still grieving the loss of his puzzle-loving daughter, and he receives a mysterious phone call, which he thinks could be her. Um, and she's trapped in the middle of a labyrinth, and he, it's sort of like a a, a bit of a a, a puzzle. Uh, I mean, all whodunits are puzzling, but this is for like <laughs> you know, if you are a a fan of of doing any type of puzzle or mazes, uh, like Jeff Lemire is. He recently went on a podcast that I listened to, and he talked about this, and he says it's he was doing this um this maze and this puzzle, and he's just like. How could I make this way more exciting? <laughs> so I kind of loved Ooh. that he built this incredible narrative around this thing that he felt was like, I'm really bored right now. And he loves to do it, <laughs> but he's like, the act of it is kind of droll. And he he writes from a very personal place in this book. Um, I'm very excited. Of course, this is by Dark Horse. Uh, this is a number one. Again, uh, with Jeff Lemire, you always kind of know what you're getting, which I'm excited for. Uh, it's it's They're usually pretty self-contained, pretty small stories, and the to me, Jeff Lemire books are solid all throughout. I mean, if you, you know, most notably, if you've been reading it uh, as of late, like Sweet Tooth, I feel like there's never like a moment where things drop off or he doesn't make things slow uh, for for a purpose. And usually every issue is firing on all cylinders. I'm really excited for this. Um, it definitely feels like one of the books that I, it feels like as of late, it feels like something that I could definitely see on like the ID channel. <laughs> well now like i now i really want a psychological thriller comic book about escape rooms or something <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that would be, i mean there, i mean I, I watched the trailer for that movie uh escape room and i was like man i would have been dead before the music even started playing <laughs> uh, well, so, this... yeah maze book number one releases next uh next week as well so uh very excited for that one i mean we wanted to spotlight some indie books but amy we also have some other books we think people should be aware of Yes. So one of these ones that it, you know, I follow a lot of uh, Marvel creators on uh, on Twitter and a lot of them, I follow a lot of editors and letterers and, and stuff as well. And it's really fun to see when the editors get super excited about their books, because of mm-hmm. course they love all their books equally. But uh, I've, I've heard a lot of buzz, especially around uh, Kazar or Kazar, the Lord of the Savage Land, number one. And so we've got uh, the return of him and Zabu, the, the saber-toothed tiger, and uh, just a really... Just a, I don't know. It's like he's one of those deep cut Marvel characters uh, that we're gonna get some kind of uh, Tarzani adventure elements. But I think that there's also some kind of uh, not horror elements to it, but a little bit more intense action that we've got yeah. going on here as he takes over uh, the Savage Land. He comes back and he takes over uh, the Savage Land. So yep. we've got that coming from Marvel next week. Uh, and you definitely should be aware of as well, Black Manta number one. Um, this is by Chuck Brown and Valentin Delandro. Uh, it's just, it's, it's following. So one of the things you're going to have to do is out today is an Aquaman 80th anniversary special. It's one of those hundred page spectaculars, about nine ninety nine. There is a story in there that will directly affect this story. So if you are a Black Manta fan, you are an Aquaman fan, go pick up that 80th anniversary special. And then next week you can pick up the Black Manta book, uh, and, and read it simultaneously um, and really, really just sort of get everything you need from it. Because I think if you read Black Manta by itself, it may be a little confusing, um, but it's only six issues. So it should be completely, completely fine. I think you, are, you guys are going to have no problem just picking up Black Manta, even if you don't read the 80th. I think you'll be okay. 
And then we've got the actual full launch debut of Bountiful Garden from Mad Cave Studios. Now, if you guys had an opportunity to pick up the free comic book day issue, um, that was the the full first issue available. Mm -hmm. But if you are also pre-ordering and reading the series, you're going to have the actual release for Bountiful Garden. And then that series is going to begin. We'll get the next issue next month. And so we're very excited about that one. Of course, that is the sci-fi story of which uh, um, a group of young brilliant teenagers and scientists um teenagers who are scientists have been put into a cryo sleep and they are traveling to their destination but they wake up when there's a technical malfunction because when isn't there but they are over a planet that doesn't seem to exist on their radar and their maps um of course we've got like a botanist we've got a technician we've got them all having their own different special skills um and from the free comic book day issue if you guys got to check that out one of my favorite parts of it is seeing how we all we all imagine like if you're an alien or you've played alien isolation being that lone badass who wakes up when the cryo sleep pods don't work out this had some very real reactions mm-hmm. um of how teenage characters would handle this some of the younger teenagers are very scared and some of the older ones are like get it together you cry babies like this is what we're here for um so there's going to be a lot of fun going on with that so if you like uh kind of floral horror if you like sci-fi if you like that kind of uh dystopia feel then you guys are definitely going to want to pick up bountiful garden from mad cave next week yeah such a rad book very very excited for you guys to all read it yeah um all right i mean and then and then the last yeah the last one we want to call out for next week so um we did recently on on our news segment during the comic hall takeover i think comics hall takeover i think we talked Mm -hmm. about the upcoming horror anthology um from archie with uh madam satan kind of twilight zoning it through different scenes of riverdale and greendale um going on but there is going to be a more lighthearted halloween release from archie comics if you guys are into that they've got the betty and veronica friends forever halloween spooktacular number one coming out next week so you can uh wet your halloween whistle ahead of time with the release next week and that one's more classic archie publishing so if you're into that if you're a fan of betty and veronica and just the kind of fun retro style halloween stuff then you're going to want to pick that one up and then you can wait for the uh chilling adventures uh or i forget what that one's called the but it's not Chilling oh. Adventures. The the Madam Satan anthology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that'll be in early November from Archie Comics. So just, I thought that was a little bit fun. Gets you in the mood I, for our upcoming Spooktacular, maybe. <laughs> I mean, personally, I love that people are starting to steer more into, like, the horror, like, anthology. Um, and also, you know, just kind of spotlight. Like, I, I don't want it to be, like, this grand spanning story. I just saw... <clears throat> It was funny. I was just going to bring this up, and Brent Titus commented, is anyone reading the Conjuring comic books? I am. I love them. <laughs> uh, personally, I think they're really fun, and you know, there is this – it is a prequel to the newest movie that came out. But what I love personally is the sort of secondary story, and it's like from the, the room of the Warrens. And each – they have like a 100 cursed items, and each of these sort of second stories are – spotlighting some of these haunted items and what they're capable of or their origin story. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun, honestly. And then Scott Snyder was attached to the first issue and he wrote the second, like, it's just, it was, it was just, it was so much fun. And it's just sort of what I like in horror comics. And with this, like Betty and Veronica, like I like that Betty, like Betty and Veronica can be like, it can still be scary, but it doesn't have to take itself so seriously. There is a lighthearted side to horror as well. And I like mm-hmm. Archie's pretty good at hitting that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, ever since they embraced the afterlife with Archie and, yeah. and then they did Vampironica and Jughead the Hunger, like, that's just such a fun way to see those classic wholesome characters taken on oh, a little right. bit of a darker twist. And I did just look it up to clarify, it's Chilling Adventures in Sorcery, um, oh, but that, okay. is the, that is the Twilight Zone-esque uh, anthology coming up soon. But uh, nice. yeah, lots, lots of fun. So then the third week of September, we've got, that's September 15th, if my... Mm-hmm. Uh, Adding numbers is correct because I forgot to write all these dates down. It's November 15th, yeah. We've got a lot, a lot of really good books hitting from Marvel and DC right about then, uh, mm-hmm. plus some independent stuff coming out. So, Paul, you want to take us through uh, um, what you wanted to feature for September 15th? Yeah, definitely. I think um, we're kind of spotlighting this one because as we get closer to the release of, believe it or not, we've got another Marvel movie coming out between now, between uh, Shang-Chi and between um, Spider-Man. We've got Eternals coming out. Eternals <laughs> is coming out. And I think, you know, they're, Marvel's doing a great job of putting some of these books in front of people's eyes and also just showing off the various sides of the Eternals. I don't know if... Um, I don't know if it was you, Amy, some, but I remember someone talking about it where it's like, if you wanted to get sort of a better insight as to what the Eternals may look like. I think this, um, it's Kieran Gillen. Nope, not Kieran Gillen. Is it Kieran Gillen? Yeah. Who's doing the recent one? Yes. I, I just confused it the first time, so my brain is now perpetually ruined from it. Um, but yeah, the yeah, Kieran we Gillen did... book now, that's out. We had a recent discussion about about what, it, during the Comics Hall takeover. So if you guys missed any of those shows, we had three fantastic uh, mm-hmm. Comics Hall specific shows. There were a lot of game shows and, and contests that went on that week as well. But we had three specific takeover episodes. Um, but in one of those episodes, we were asked, what is the best kind of Eternals jumping on point? And of course, there's not a whole lot of material for them throughout the years. Of course, there's the Jack, uh, the classic Jack Kirby. We've got the Neil Gaiman series and mm-hmm. then the most recent Kieran Gillen and Asad yeah. Ribic series. Um, but genuinely, the Kieran Gillen series was released in synergy with trying to prime people for the Correct. new kind of modernized interpretation of these characters. So that one is your best bet. And so we do now have this Thanos book tying in as well. Right. So um, up first, we've got uh, Eternals. Uh, Eternals, Thanos Rises, number one. This is, again, uh, in line with Kieran Gillen. The artist inside is Dustin Weaver, but we got the the cover by, uh, I know, a, a favorite of Amy's, Asad Ribic. Ribic? I've I've heard it's Ribich, but I've also heard Jason Aaron say Ribic, so Ribich. who knows? <laughs> Depends if, if he's feeling froggy or not. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is uh, solicited as Eternals are created, not born. They have families, but their families make no new children. It's simply not what Eternals do. Some of them, though, uh, some of them thought they could find a way to change that and believed it would be for the best. They were terribly, terribly wrong. So this is like a sort of um, reintroduction, I think, to how Thanos fits into the Eternals puzzle. Um, because there obviously was some debate as once the recent Eternals trailer came out, it's like, oh, well, is he not a deviant? Is he a deviant? I think we're going to get some answers as far as the comic Marvel universe in this, um, that is going to be more streamlined and more canonical than what maybe we'd know previously. So, uh, this is, uh, coming out of course, as Amy just said on the 15th. Um, I mean, it's, it's exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, there, there have been a couple of the sort of Eternals one-offs that I think explain different people that are in the Eternals atmosphere, and and this will this will be interesting. And Kieran Gillen can write a hell of a book, so and does a great job with 
these sort of I think maybe reintroducing canonical events uh so if anyone can knock this out of the park it's kieran gillen so i mean i'm really really excited for this one and again it is, it's just fueling the fire for people for when eternals does come out in november mm-hmm. and whether he's a deviant or not just don't call him dion <laughs> that's a that's a donny cates series joke hey what's up uh up next i'm very excited so technically this one already came out but if you are a ludite like me who prefers uh paper and ink comic books as opposed to digital screen reading we've got the physical publication of harley quinn the animated series the eat bang kill tour i am so excited about this one this is of course based on the harley quinn the animated series feature so it may not be appropriate for younger readers um (laughs) This is just warning. I mean, some people are like, it's an animated show about a character we all love. Why can't I watch it? And it's because it's there's a lot there's a lot going on in the series. I love this one so much. Can't wait for the third season. And if you are excited for the third season as well, then this mm-hmm. perfectly bridges the gap between the second and third series uh, seasons. So this is again this is the print debut. It'll come out on the 14th of September technically. So that is the Tuesday. Um, this is written by T. Franklin with art by Max Saren, who you might recognize from Giant Days, um, with colors by Marissa Louise and letters by Taylor Esposito. And I've got the fun description that says it better than I ever could. Harley and Ivy are on the road trip of the century following the wedding disaster of the decade. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy end up on the run from Commissioner Gordon and the GCPD. But as fun as all that sounds, Ivy is still worrying about leaving Kite Man at the altar. Luckily, Harley's got the perfect scheme to shake her out of her wedding day blues. So this is a limited series, I believe six issues in length, and it will bridge the gap between seasons two and three. Now, like any good animated uh, series and a companion comic. This comic is not going to be 100% necessary to watch the next season of the series, but yeah. it'll probably illuminate uh, some of the time that has passed. Some of the jokes may even play into the third season, but I'm very excited to see this. I love Harley and Ivy. Um, I loved, loved, loved the, like, I get secondhand embarrassed, so I had a little bit of, like, that going on, but the whole Kite Man and Ivy um shebang and then of course on this cover we can see commissioner gordon see batman we've got catwoman we've got uh can, live wire we've got Batgirl. <laughs> uh, i'm not even gonna try to do an impression but he's so he's just so perfectly dumpy and depressed in this series but i i i am very excited and hey uh we got a taste of lake bell's uh voice acting again recently mm-hmm. in the marvel what if series she was natasha romanoff in the third episode sure um yeah. So if you're looking for uh, looking for a little bit more to bide your time, um, definitely going to recommend this one. I'm excited about this, and we're going to have uh, successive print releases for the next issues as well as they do digital first and then the print. Yep. So uh, very excited. very excited yeah. about that. One. I I, just, I keep forgetting about that book, but I was like. I just keep forgetting that it's a tie into the show, and I was like, I'm obviously going to pick it up. It's it's great. I'm very yeah. excited for it. Um, so those are the books that we wanted to really kind of spotlight, but we have some other books we want to rattle off real quick that we think you should be aware of. The first one being I Am Batman by John Ridley and uh, Olivia Copiel uh, on art there. And now this is sort of the proper stepping into the light for Jace Fox as ba- as Batman following the events of Future State. So if you have been all in on that, like I loved all of John Ridley's, uh, you know, all of the books that he did during Future State, this is sort of the 
you know, the continuity after this. There was some stuff that happened in between that that it's it's more prequel. It's not necessarily as important, but this is like picking up officially at, uh, with Jace Fox as Bruce Wayne. Uh, I mean, as Bruce Wayne, as Batman with uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's fortune. That's a bit of a spoiler, but uh, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. Uh, Jace Fox is now super rich and he's got all of... Um, you know, Batman's gadgets and Batman doesn't have any of that. So it's pretty interesting. It's a great dynamic and John Ridley can really, really write. So uh, I, I'm pretty excited for this book. I think um, this is a good step in the direction for like Jace Fox as a character. And then also from DC that week. So all these, all these DC releases will hit on the 14th. Remember with your local comic book store, we've also got Titans United number one. Now this is a uh, limited series out of seven issues. I've, I've noticed that Marvel's or uh, DC has been doing a couple more of these limited out of seven, uh, which is a very odd number in my opinion, but good for them. And this is about the Titans facing their greatest challenge, their own powers. And it stars Nightwing, Donna Troy, Superboy, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Red Hood, kicking off a thrilling new adventure that will lead one of their own to question not only their place on the team, but their very existence. So if you guys like the Teen Titans, or I guess they're no longer the Teen Titans, but they will always be the Teen Titans in my heart. Um, if you are a Titans fan, um, we've got a new series kicking off. And you know, it's only seven issues long, so it is a nice kind of... Um, nice quick package and then yep. yes curry katsu we see you in the chats we also wanted to call out we've got primordial number one coming out oh, on the 15th yeah it's gonna be a big month for jeff lemire just didn't get enough of him from may's book then you can also go here for primordial mm -hmm. that's uh we jeff lemire and andre sorrentino it's a cute story about two monkeys who get taken but we don't know where it's from. It's uh, this one's a bit out there. I mean, if anyone can execute it, it's going to be Jeff Lemire. So, uh, primordial number one. That is Image. It's Image Comics. Yeah, and it's it's Cold War sci-fi. Mm -hmm. Um, that one's also a six-issue miniseries, and it is yeah, it has it's it's kind of like a a we three but sci-fi Cold War space animals. Um, and then of course, yeah, we can't forget Laika the dog. Um, so we've got a lot of fun going on there, and it's kind of one of those. If any, yeah, if anyone can get away with this, it's Lemire and Sorrentino. So <laughs> that'll be an exciting release. That and that is. That and the Eternals are the only technical releases on that mm -hmm. Wednesday that we just mentioned. But you know, because well, DC had DC had to be different. <laughs> of course. And Amy, we're getting a note from our producer Alex saying we've got to move on because we've still got two more weeks. Remember, there are five weeks in Wednesday that I have new comic books. I'm just here to help. I'm just here to help. I'm I'm <laughs> reading Harley Quinn. I'm reading Red Sonia. I, I picked up a whole lot of books this week. All right. Leave me alone. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, then we are going to the next week in September, which will be September 22nd. Uh, and this one, this is, we got a lot of death going on this week. I'm going to yeah. start us off with a another book that <laughs> thanks to our friends over at Vault, I got to take a closer look at. I got to yeah. read the first issue in advance. And I'm going to tell you guys, this this one is, is probably one of my more anticipated releases from Vault uh, just coming up in the next couple months because I love, love, love the artist on this. This is Human Remains number one. Um, this is written by Peter oh. Milligan with art by Sally Cantorino, who is just fresh off of her run on I Walk with Monsters. So that's mm -hmm. the one I'm following over, uh, following her over from, uh, with colors by Dervla Kelly and letters by And World Design. Now, the quick elevator pitch for this one is you guys know the monsters in a quiet place. If you haven't already seen that film, uh, spoilers for the first film 
film, but the monsters in that hunt by sound. This is about alien monsters that hunt people by strong displays of emotion. If you display mm-hmm. an emotion, any fierce emotion, um, these monsters can and will find you. So if you're happy, yeah. if you're sad, if you're scared enough, they will find you. And so this is a world that has been reduced to people having to lock themselves up and lock their emotions down just for a chance to survive uh, in this world. And there's a really cool past and present dynamic in the first Mm -hmm. issue. It is going to be a really fun, really creepy series um, that really gets to explore the, the wide range of what it means to be human and have those emotions. And like the whole emotional spectrum is up for grabs. Like you can't be happy. You can't be sad. You can't be scared. You can't be anything. It was, uh, it was interesting after reading this, I was very much like, I really wish I would have read this, you know, day of, so I didn't have to wait now two months for issue two. Um, it's really good and ends on a pretty bitchin' cliffhanger. I'm super stoked. There's our, there's our one. That's the official Paul oh, our, said our bad it is a bad word. It's a bad word for a good cause. So yes, human remains. You guys have a couple weeks uh, to get ahead of this one. So let your store know if you want to check this one out. Yes. It is so, so creepy. And it looks like it's going to be another fantastic kind of very philosophical horror story from them. I know it's a different writer, but I walk with monsters was also very much one of those psychological, like makes you not psychological horror necessarily, but it mm-hmm. had a lot of, uh, kind of metaphor and and metaphysical yeah. elements to it and and then this and this one has some pretty gnarly monsters they've actually Ooh, managed yeah. to hide the monsters out of the um previews and the marketing materials but if you like really creepy monster designs highly recommend human remains 100 yeah. this is a yeah that cover is indicative of what you can expect in this book let's just yeah. say that um all right well of course, of next is a book that uh, I am very, very stoked for, and sort of very telling for um, what we what we got today with uh, not in death or anything, but in um, Doctor Strange being in the forefront. Of course, we have got the death of Doctor Strange number one, a super highly anticipated book, uh, sort of a mini event that Marvel is putting on. This, I mean, uh, we don't know that much, but this appears to be more than just the death of the sorcerer supreme so uh very excited this is jed mckay who again i am i am i sort of have a writer's crush on right now i've been reading everything jed has been doing and with art by lee garbett and i don't have unfortunately who's doing the colors here yet but the um this is car andrews on this this main cover here so i mean it's absolutely incredible um hmm. so essentially Lee Garbett's artwork is great he did a run on um Captain Marvel recently Mm -hmm. enough just fantastic fantastic style yeah and this is going to be an interesting book because this is part like post Doctor Strange death and pre like contingency plan essentially it's what happens when the Sorcerer Supreme dies so uh Doctor Strange is constantly you know he's got so many plates spinning in the air but what happens if he just were simply to exist and all of the plates would come you know down at once and um there we may be getting a new Sorcerer Supreme after this some characters that you thought maybe were not involved in the magical and mystical side of marvel may be getting involved and i mean this is being solicited as like the final chapter in dr strange's life which obviously we know you know he's not going anywhere forever but it's very interesting to see yeah yeah uh, sure marvel just before his big movie (laughs) i bet um okay the agatha (laughs) wink yeah exactly (laughs) Um, but either way, this is going to be uh, a really exciting book that apparently is going to have some 
sort of ripples into timeless apparently as well because Ooh. this is dealing of course with the multiverse and i mean as doctor strange tends to do i mean you know him doing the uh him being integral to the multiverse is not new so um the death of doctor strange ripples into not just our universe but the entire multiverse so i'm very excited for this this of course is the 22nd i will be waiting day of for this book, I'll, I'll be in line. I'll be the only one in line, but I'll be there. <laughs> There's no line, sir. And you're like, no, I'm the first one here. I am the line. And um, if there is, I'm here. Yeah, and I'm picking up the Strange Academy tie-in mm -hmm. to this where they have to react to the death of their headmaster. Um, and I hope I hope we get to see a little bit more of Kushala, the spirit writer. Um, now, we're going to rapid fire through the rest of this uh, week because there is still one whole other week we want to spotlight. But we're also getting The Amazing Spider-Man number 74, which is going to be the end of Nick Spencer's run mm -hmm. with the character, which... I honestly kind of forgot he was still on the character. It's been such a long run. Um, yeah. We've also got Batman Secret Files. So these are like one-shot stories mm -hmm. um, with Miracle Molly number one. So a little bit more about that new character who debuted recently. Yes, debuted uh, recently in Batman comics. Then we've got a couple others, Paul, if you yep. want to take those. We've got um, Aquaman, The Becoming, which is a completely new take, a new um you know, an entirely new Aquaman that we're seeing spinning out of Future State and the Omniverse. We've got Suicide Squad, King Shark number one. Um, and I absolutely love that Marvel, I mean, my brain is so tired. I love that DC had the goal to come out we, and say like... We both said Marvel when we met DC this, <laughs> this show. It's been a long do, September 1st. We do a lot of reading before we even get to this point. So I'm surprised that my hair is even up. Um, so... We've, of course, so Suicide Squad, King Shark number one. I absolutely love that DC came out and said, like, this is not the adorable King Shark. This is, like, the killer King Shark. And uh, apparently has a very different relationship with Ratcatcher. I was just like, no, just keep it nice. But it's uh -oh. not as friendly. Um, and lastly, the book we wanted to spotlight coming out that week is Frontiersman number one. I believe that's Image Comics as yes. well. Um, that's from Patrick Kindlin with artist you. Marco Ferrari. Um, and this one is a, a strange new – it's an independent series, cre uh, creator-owned, that they are pitching as um, – First, it's an ongoing, but it's a blend of classic Green Arrow adventure with the thoughtfulness of concrete in a superhero odyssey for mature but uncynical mm -hmm. readers, uh, in which Frontiersman is coaxed out of retirement by an environmentalist group, only to find that being a spokesperson makes him a target for old and new enemies alike. So he is a retired superhero uh, who is who becomes a spokesperson, and that puts him back on people's crosshairs once again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always here for a kind of superhero coming out of retirement type story as well. So that will be a fun debut to watch out for on yep. September 22nd. Very Now, last but certainly not least, the fifth Wednesday this month, September 29th, we've got a, a I mean, don't, don't sleep on the end of this month because we've got no. three massive heavy hitters from the big two coming out. Uh, first of all, we've got Inferno starting so this is going to be of course the next chapter in jonathan hickman's x-men saga so it is written by hickman with art by valerio skeedy colors by Marte gracia and letters by clayton cowles and we will get to see what happens when mystique is planning to burn it all down of course we also see moira mctaggart on the cover there and if you guys have read any marvel comics in the last two weeks 
you have seen a slew of very cool, um, I think by RB, uh, RB Silva, excuse me, uh, promo images with three mutants at a time that says our friends can't be trusted, our allies can't be trusted, our leaders can't be trusted. Uh, so we've got a big, big intrigue event going down related to how um, Mystique was unable to get uh, Destiny put higher up in the resurrection queue based on the story in X-Men number 20. So we will get to see that go down. And I believe Inferno is a four issue um, book, but there may be some additional tie-in from the X titles going on. But uh, yeah. So if, if the trial of Magneto wasn't enough for you, uh, Mystique's going to burn it all down. Mm -hmm. Burn it all down. You know, let the bridges that you burn light the way or something, right? So um, up next... We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, A book that I am very excited for because he's one of my favorite characters. He's probably my second favorite character in DC Comics. It is Deathstroke, Inc. number one. Um, Now, this, of course, is... Oh, I love that cover. I didn't even see that that's the cover that we picked. That's dope. I'm pretty Sorry. sure that's a Tedesco, Totino yeah. Tedesco. Clearly, I check, uh, I check the show notes very <laughs> thoroughly. Uh, Tedesco, friend, uh, friend of Sideshow. So uh, this is going to be an interesting book. This is Slading Slade Wilson, I'm sorry, going a little more straight and turning Deathstroke into a bit of a brand. And he's enlisted to work with an ages old, old secret organization called Trust. If any of you are familiar with Trust, there are, I mean, that is a like super deep cut. I'm talking pre-New 52. Uh, I haven't really seen Trust been used recently. So um, it's sort of Deathstroke going and let's say fighting some of more, some of, again, my Lord, some of DC's, (laughs) (laughs) some of DC's uh, favorite characters uh but he has a new partner and he you know is it non-reluctantly unreluctantly is is unreluctantly the word partners with with black canary they they become partners on a mission eagerly no no he's not eager he doesn't want to do oh reluctantly Mm, yeah I'm very <laughs> sounds tired, fake, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds fake. Sure, Amy, making up words. But yeah, Deathstroke number one. This, of course, is by Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter. Of uh, that's the entire, basically the entire team who just wrapped up on Flash and maybe carrying over into Batman is going to be working on Deathstroke. Inc. And there's, of course, going to be some tie-ins. This is all brilliantly planned. So I'm very here. I'm I'm very much here for this book uh, and super stoked. And again, that's the 29th, the 29th of September. Wow, that seems like so far away, but that's not. Do you remember? Um, And then, of course, uh, there are a couple other books. We've got a couple of other things. But the last huge highlight we want to call out for the last week of September, of course, is the long-awaited Darkhold Alpha number one from Marvel. Uh, This is going to be, I mean, technically, is it still the debut? No, he debuted. I mean, this was supposed to be his debut, but then Curse of Man thing came out, right? Steve Orlando. So technically, it's not the debut of Steve, Steve Orlando at Marvel anymore. Yeah, it was going to be once upon a time. Um, I mean, this but... is his like big spotlight moment. I mean, Curse of the Man thing was great. I actually really loved that book. We it was one of my pick of the weeks. But um, this is him like on a stage because this is going to be a yes. big book. Yes, and of course we are centering on Scarlet Witch. We've got Doctor Doom. Uh, this is, of course, relating to that infamous book, The Dark Hold, which was mentioned, of course, in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys are going to definitely want to tune in on this. He's got uh, he's paired with artist Santormi, uh, and this is going to be uh, a 
kind of a frightening take where uh, the Darkhold text has has kind of resurfaced in the Marvel Universe. The Scarlet Witch is the only person who can kind of prevent the crazy uh, darkness it's about to unleash. But uh, the Elder God Cthon, I think it's I think it's pronounced Cthon, uh, gets in the mix here, and Doctor Doom uh, wants to get his hands on this book, and and Cthon wants to get his hands on Doctor Doom. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to see this one's going to have a number of tie-ins. We're going to get to see the warping of uh, different Marvel characters, and oh, uh, they all have to kind of enter Cthon's uh, Darkhold dimension. And I know that we're getting a Janet Van Dyne. Uh, standalone mm-hmm. one issue by Jordi Belair. Very excited about that. I'm still very sad that Janet Van Dyne has never had her own solo series. I know Nadia Van Dyne has, but like Janet. Um, but there's some really cool um, character designs out there. If you guys have already seen for the kind of ways in which uh, Marvel heroes, I think I think it's Wasp, I think it's Iron Man, uh, Spider Man, Black Bolt, and Blade uh, are going to get kind of standalones too. Okay. I was trying to see um, if I could find it really quickly, but no. It's yeah, well, I think some good. of them are. Uh, no, I I can't actually tell who's on the cover there. It looks like we've got Deadpool and Doctor Strange and maybe mm-hmm. Thor and stuff. But anyways, um, it's going to be a Marvel Mage event for the ages, right on the heels of the Mages. debut for um, Death of Doctor Strange. So it'll be really mm-hmm. cool to see Wanda get a little bit more spotlight because she's also currently benched a little bit uh, in the yeah. trial of Magneto. So that's going to be a big, big one. So excited for this release because this was uh, kind of the big Steve Orlando uh, mm-hmm. bow. And then that week, we're also bidding goodbye to die. We got we die are. number 20 because Kieran, that smart SOB, said we're going to end a series called Die on a 20. Uh, so, so we've got the end of that. Using the one bad word now. That would have been the perfect How- moment dare you um but i'm I'm excited about that it's such a fabulous series i just caught up to issue 19 so beautiful so 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 uh just really great as for me as a a tabletop gamer it's had a lot of the fun cheeky nods of like oh i've put like lord of the rings fan stuff in my own game but also the like way in which characters and people explore their sexuality their questions about themselves their childhood trauma through their own D characters such an amazing series i can't wait uh to see how that one comes to a conclusion and then and then as some of you in the chats already mentioned we've got the return of adventure man i'm, I'm so excited about so that excited one excited for the the incredible dodsons Dodson's Matt Fraction, Image Comics. We are back for volume two of Adventure Man. Uh, So that is the kind of 1920s style Mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction-esque series blended with a modern mother who's just trying to run a bookstore and keep her kid uh, fed and happy and and all of that. And as we're going to see, I mean, I don't want to spoil it if you didn't read the first volume, but you can pick that up. It is collected now. Uh, But we get to see what happens when the, the fiction world of her and her son's favorite book starts to bleed over into the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks, it looks really great. And the only other thing that I wanted to mention that is coming up is two big books. You've got department of truth, number 13. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because you've got 13 and then 14 and then Tynan and that team are taking a break until like February, which means that nice house on the lake is getting it's like the first arc is wrapping up in november which we can cover that in november but um after that they're on break till like february like almost a lot of his books are on break until then and um so it'll be exciting so that's the only other thing because obviously i know a lot of you are reading department of truth as well so um all right i think that wraps it up for our pooling ahead 
Yes, that does wrap it up for Pulling Ahead. And we wanted to wind the show down with a holler at the hall. We've kind of changed this segment up because uh, instead of just asking you guys questions relentlessly and you guys are like, geez, another one, uh, we have opened up the whole dialogue, of course, to our Facebook group. We are in your local comic society, side.show slash your LCS. Um, we are bringing the comic society, the comic store experience to you with the without the selling books part of it, of course, um, but asking people for recommendations, seeing what variant covers have come out that week. A really fun and robust community. We had so many new people join after the Comics Hall takeover, which just proves we have to take over the Sideshow channels more. Um, we'll but it. if you guys ever want to continue the conversation in there, we are always posting up news, trailers, everything that gets turned into a television show. That is the first place I always go. So we had some great conversations this mm -hmm. week. And a couple that really embodied kind of the goal of the group and the goal of the Comics Hall show, helping people get into stuff uh, when they don't know where to begin. So Nancy Diaz, group member Nancy Diaz, asked, if I want to start reading Batman comics, where do I start? I'm new to comics, but I want to get into reading comics as much as I read mangas. So if anyone can help me, that would be great. Thanks. And instead of in the in the wilds of the internet where sometimes people would be met with like you don't know how to pick up a batman book or or just rude responses we have so many great responses really mm -hmm. thoughtful ideas a lot of people really just helping nancy to uh figure out a place to start Absolutely. um and we pulled some of our favorite responses from the thread as well so paul if you want to jump in there yep. omar uh Gervalu says hush is a good place to start Fun read, and you get a whirlwind tour of Batman ro Batman's rogues galleries. 100%. Totally, totally agree. Um, that is a great, great, great book to start with. I mean, it's also Jim Lee. So, like, you're getting, like, peak, <laughs> peak art in a time when Jim Lee was absolutely just crushing it. Um, Adriana Gonzalez, one of our super moderators, said, I loved, uh, I loved Batman Universe by Brian Michael Bendis. It's self-contained, has both fun and dark elements, and the panel work is brilliant. That is correct. That is a great, great recommendation. Yes. And then we had John Michael Validka say, I would recommend two possibilities. Batman Year One is a good intro if you like a single story arc. DC uh, also put out a series of trades titled Tales of the Batman with various creators. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the best is Tales of the Batman Archie Goodwin. But keep in mind, those were stories from the 70s and early 80s. So we had people all across the different timelines kind of recommending things. And then Victor Solace with a great idea as well. 100%. Get the DC Universe app and just explore different Batman storylines. So so I think combined with all of the specific tale recommendations, um, you guys put out some great responses for Nancy, who, as she mentioned, is a uh, manga reader, which, of course, a lot of manga, you can just go to volume one, and that's the start of the story. But with Batman and, and 80 years of history, it's a lot different. So you guys gave some really great and thoughtful responses. We appreciate yeah. that. It is always a welcoming community. No one should ever have a fear of asking where they should start reading a book because everybody some comic is everybody's first comic like just remember um, that like yep. something that came out this week that red sonia number one that might be somebody's first comic so it's mm -hmm. it's it's always important to remember to keep an open mind and in the interest of keeping an open mind Adriana Gonzalez mentioned, I figured I'd read an issue of Stray Dogs for Dog Appreciation Day, which was last week, uh, and I re read the entire thing in one sitting. It's so good. I thought all the fuss was because of the covers, but people are missing out on a great story if they don't read it. What other seemingly overhyped books am I missing out on? I tend to ignore books when too many people are talking about them because they're almost always a letdown, mm -hmm. but now I'm reconsidering. 
And we didn't have as many comments on that thread, so it's it's still active, though. So if you guys have your ideas, you can chime in. Yeah. Um, I personally said, I don't know if you've read The Wicked and the Divine at all. It was appropriately hyped, but I think a lot of people overlooked it because it was just like, oh, it's fun. It's campy music, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, Adriana mentioned that she had read um, a volume of it but fell off the book, so I have encouraged her to go back. And then we also had some great responses. Uh, Paul, if you want to take a look at those. Yeah. We had uh, our very own Honey Bear, Rob Kocher, said, Saga is wonderful if you aren't reading that one. I'd also recommend Die and Chew. I will always recommend Chew. Rob does love Chew very much. Um, that is a, Those are great books. And then Tenshi Misaki, who's in our chats right now, says, I will never not answer questions like this with anything other than Monstrous. Monstrous is wonderful. That is an incredible book. Um, a lot of those Image Comic ones yeah. as well, you can check out the first issue for free available on Image Comics website. Mm-hmm. I believe they have a whole section just for what free first issues they have available and also on the respective like uh, product pages for those specific series. You can often see like read first issue here in your web browser. Um, and that's a great way to try out something new. Um, also a great way uh, like for, for Nancy, if you're ever reading um, creator owned series, those are very similar to manga where the number one is always the number one. Yeah. Uh, it's just with True Marvel and DC one, yeah. characters. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have a series that you thought was maybe overhyped uh, that should be reconsidered or maybe one that you passed on because you saw too many people talking about it, I get it. I do that with TV shows. If too many people are talking about a show, I will wait until people are not talking about a show because I don't want to be asked my opinions on the show constantly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's the only reason i'm not watching ted lasso right now and i know that's not a good reason but not, you know you should it's so good <laughs> <laughs> no paul uh, this is exactly what i didn't want <laughs> I, I will say my my answer to probably the overrated it's gonna be the walking dead the walking dead is a really good comic um and especially if you if you go into it with the mindset like that the show didn't exist when this came out because you're going to go into this and know some of the tropes, but like, man, did Robert Kirkman really, uh, do some different stuff with comics and especially it was groundbreaking. It, it was, uh, I mean, it was in a time in 2008 when like superhero comics were everywhere. And he really just, he sort of slowed down the game to his pace and everyone was catching up. That's <laughs> way I can explain it. And, uh, it's really good. And having sort of the courage and a lot of those issues to have nothing happen in two issues. And then boom, it just all unravels like and of course like the the black and white was also very unique um yeah i was gonna say that's one of the things that i think is a lot of people think it makes a comic book look cheap but in a really well done circumstance like the walking mm-hmm. dead i think there should be more black and white comics like yeah. the omission of color now we are getting of course the deluxe versions that are fully colored uh mm-hmm. reprints but i think that there's a certain amount of courage to just do a uh, black and white comic book if it serves your story and i think it adds to the dread of the walking dead that re- yeah it really did change the game and i think you pointed out paul there are some children out there that will never they'll go wow they made comics of this tv show that's oh, also no. like considered an older tv show now which makes my skin crawl um, 13 walking dead came out which means there are eight-year-olds walking around who i'm sure there's eight-year-olds who are watching the show for some reason and they're like man that's uh that's crazy that you know this i've only ever known this show and it's like no man this this thing is almost twice as old as you. Um, and it's, uh, it's interesting. And I think maybe for like the big two civil war, civil war is a legit good comic. It's obviously super overhyped and everyone's read it. And we, it's been oversaturated in, in our, you know, in our mind because of the MCU and everyone just covering it. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a really good comic that like, if you have never, ever, ever read 
anything surrounding it. You can just go into that comic and really enjoy it. So, And moderator Alex, super producer Alex says Sandman in all caps. Oh, yeah. Sandman. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful series. But a lot of people, I, yeah, I can, I can see where a lot of people would be mm-hmm. turned off by just how much people say, you have to read this one. I think yeah. it's the ones that people say you have to read this because it's like the canon. It's like when people are like, you have to read Great Gatsby because it's the best work of literature ever. You know, it's just read what makes you happy. If, if you're curious about it, go for it. Um, but uh, you guys can continue that conversation. Again, go to side.show slash your LCS. We want to see you guys in there. Ask us questions. We'll ask you questions. We're going to post our books for this week. I'm excited to dive into Sweet Paprika. I'm also catching up on some of the trades that I got from Free Comic Book Day, finally, because I attacked my stack last weekend, and I, I got through everything that I had been avoiding, which was mostly the Hellfire Gala, because I had that big old stack, and I found out that I had, I had missed an issue, so I had to wait to get one of the issues uh, in man sandman from spider-man are different well i guess we'll just wrap we're gonna start another two-hour part of the show because man are they different uh we're talking of course about the vertigo rip um publisher that put out the neil gaiman comic called sandman um i would honestly do yourself a favor and go in completely blind just pick up the first trade of sandman was it knock is it overlude Preludes and Nocturnes. Preludes and Nocturnes. And just go into it. It's (laughs) it's an incredible book that I think you absolutely – like there are some books that I think you should be reading. Like it's comic book fans, but I mean like it's never like if you haven't read this, you're not a comic book fan. But I think – Rob, he's trying to get us to end the show. (laughs) That could take another three hours. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But yes, Hellboy as well. I mean – Hellboy is classic. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that about it. Just read what you like. Yes. Ultimately, read what you like. Read what you like. Forget the rest. Whatever makes you happy. As long as you don't make other people, you're not mean to other people, but what makes them happy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so many good books. Catch us in uh, your LCS. Hopefully you guys uh, have have brilliant discussion like this to bring up. It's just so much fun to talk comic books with you guys. Um <laughs> and uh, thank you, Scratchman. I see you there with uh, Dune. Um, also about sand, kind of. Well, not not quite. But before we get into that, uh, we want to just let you guys man. know. Thank thank you for joining us for our September preview show. This is the only September show that we will have, barring any mm-hmm. extraordinary circumstances, unless uh, the managers here at Sideshow just decide to make me a liar. Um, but we will be back on the attack with multiple shows in October because we've got Sideshow Con at the start of the month. That's also the first Wednesday. We've got Spooktacular coming up. We're trying to line up some really cool stuff for you guys. Um, So it'll be really fun. Get ahead of those spooky season comics. But for all of the books coming out this month, just stick with us in the Comic Society. We can talk about those releases as they come week to week. Um, So thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, uh, it's still kind of new, that monthly format. Yeah. So we will see you in the beginning of October. I think that's the 6th, October 6th, 4th or 6th. It is the 6th. It's the day of before my birthday. We always have an we always usually have a show on my birthday. And I'm still <laughs> somehow always working. Happy birthday. You're welcome. Uh but <laughs> It is the first day of September, so we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Enjoy your month. Enjoy your five weeks of comics. Hopefully, you're inspired to pick up one of these releases we mentioned or any of the millions of releases we didn't mention on this show because it is a five-week month. There are so many Wednesdays for comics. Thank you guys so much for joining. And as always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this has been The Comics Hall. We'll catch you next time. This has been The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. 
Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show. Sideshow.